This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. There are legends around here. He died my chief fucking king of the zombies. Even if only in their own minds. <laughs> Forgotten, but not yet dead. I want to play a game. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers Podcast. My name's Isaiah, joined tonight by Sean. How are you doing tonight, sir? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we are finishing up our month look at remakes of popular horror films. Uh, so we're going to close out tonight uh, talking about 2010's The Crazies, which is a remake of the obvious George Romero classic from the early 70s. So excited to talk about that. But before we get into that tonight, uh, what have you been up to this week? Uh, not too much, man. Watching a couple movies and just living. I watched um, Elvira, Mistress of the Darkness, which is a great comedy. I love that movie. Before. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching. I was like, man, this is great. And I was like, I bet I could offend a whole bunch of people if I just put this movie on. Even though it's <laughs> yeah. not offensive, it's harmless, but. People are so wound tight anymore. So. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great movie. And I also watch Madhouse, which isn't probably as well known, but it's a comedy with John Larroquette and Kirstie Alley where they basically let relatives come in their house, what's supposed to be little temporary solutions that ends up just taking over the house and being shit. Anyone who ever has owned a house and had family come over and stay too long would definitely appreciate and enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> And I watched Roller Coaster, man, because um, George Seagal passed away this week. He's a great actor that's been in a lot of stuff, done voice work. Most recently, he was in um, The Goldbergs yep. and The Grandpa. So, great actor. And I love Roller Coaster anyway, so it's a good movie. Nice. That's all that, man. That's about it. So. Very cool. Uh, me, I've been kind of just. Still playing quite a bit of Animal Crossing, but I've uh, started playing a lot of Sea of Thieves with some of the guys from the podcast network. So we've been doing that. We did that a few times this week, uh, which has been a lot of fun. It's and until you run into the griefers. Once you run into the griefers, that's when it gets tough to play that game and <laughs> wanting to continue. But when you don't, like last night, we didn't fuck with anybody. We just sailed. We, you know went for treasures and did missions and whatnot. And we had a great time, made a lot of money and it was a lot of fun playing last night for once when you're not running into people that are just trying to grief just for <laughs> shits and giggles. So yeah, I know but what you mean. <clears throat> beyond that, um, that's all I've been really doing game wise. I, I obviously watched the crazies again and, uh, watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Uh, before uh, we started recording, because I, I'm on another show this week, uh, part of the podcast network to talk about that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun rewatching that because it's been a couple of years since I've rewatched it, but it's like my favorite 
uh, TCM movie. So it always love that movie. It's just so weird and <laughs> yeah, it's not my favorite out of it. It's not my least either, though. It's, it's mm-hmm. a fun movie, that movie. Yeah, I mean, you got horny Le- Leatherface. You've got Chop Top. I mean, Chop Top has some of the best lines in yeah any horror I like movie. Chop Top for sure. <laughs> so and of course Jim Sidow, uh just being the crazy old man. <laughs> it's just it's such a great cast and Dennis Hopper being kind of a psychopath too is great in that movie so uh lots of stuff to love about that movie but uh, beyond that I've been started rewatching Trailer Park Boys again just because I ain't got much to do so I figured I'd just rewatch that again <laughs> yeah feels but, like home sometimes pretty much pretty <laughs> much I mean I can watch that just endlessly I've, I've just fucking love trailer park boys so much and then still still kind of on my kick of watching like old school wcw wrestling so i've kind of switched to some of the earlier pay-per-views like starcades and halloween havocs from like the late 80s early early 90s so um when they were just transitioning over to wcw from the nwa so that's been a lot of fun too Rewatching a lot of those uh, you but, just reminded me I watched on um, WrestleMania 7, man. But, oh, yeah. It's been a long time since I've watched 7. It's a good one. I mean, it, not all of it's good, but it's got that Warrior Macho career match, which is a pretty epic match. Yeah, that's one of the history. That's one of the earliest pay-per-views I remember watching that we actually got because our family was poor, so we didn't really do a lot of yeah. like wrestling pay-per-views or anything like that. But I, I do remember WrestleMania 7. And, uh, I, of course, you know, Hogan versus Slaughter in the main event, which was kind of a lackluster main event, but it is what it is. <laughs> it was America's defining moment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had, like, Undertaker versus Jimmy Snuka in that. And, you know, early days of the streak. So lots, yeah. lots of good stuff. I mean, it was still kind of a lackluster pay-per-view, but overall it wasn't a bad show you know, by any stretch of the means. Yeah, it's got a lot of great um, wrestlers on it. It's just kind of a mixed match of um, matches, it seems like. Yeah. But I still have fun with it, man. It's not too bad. I, I love the Warrior Macho drama. Yes. You know, that plays out. And the whole That's Miss like Elizabeth coming back. It, so. That doesn't put a tear in your eye. I don't know what would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't used to, but it kind of does now, man, just because of all that's happened in their lives and now they're no longer here. So Yeah. It is kind of sad, man. It's like, damn. Man. It is, yeah. We didn't know what we were really watching, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> but lots, lots, of, lots of good stuff, uh, especially WrestleManias. Uh, that, that was the other thing is I, I did watch uh, WrestleMania. Which WrestleMania did I watch? Oh, I rewatched nine um, this week. I don't know why. I, I've always been kind of nostalgic for Nine. I think mostly just because it takes place outside. So you got the kind of that outdoor arena kind of feel, which is different. It's it's a terrible show. I mean, don't get I me love wrong. Bobby coming out backwards on the camera. Yes, that's that was, was great. Chuckling, but <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one, too, man. I don't know. I just, I'm a sucker for all the old WrestleMania. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I mean, fuck that ending of WrestleMania 9, but, but still, I mean, because Hogan's just kind of a piece of shit a lot of the time but yeah even as a kid like i wasn't i still liked hogan but it was like oh what just happened dude right (laughs) that was weird yeah (laughs) uh good stuff though but that's kind of all i've really been up to um other than working and working on podcast stuff and 
tinkering with some photography and video. But, yeah, I mean, it's been kind of a chill kind of week, which has been kind of nice. Not a whole lot going on, so, which I kind of need right now. <laughs> um, oh, the other movie I ended up watching was uh, Nightmare Beach. Uh, so I finally, because I got that in the mail about a week and a half, two weeks ago, whenever it was. And so I finally watched that just because, you know, kind of around sp- spring break and everything. So yeah. I always oh, forget they, they got the two titles for that sometimes. Yeah. I don't have that release. I got the DVD one spring break massacre or whatever. Yep. Yep. <laughs> mm. Such a great, yeah, such a great movie. Man. And those of you that are listening, um, we did do a review on that movie, so you can definitely check that out. It was from our first few months of doing the podcast. So it would be interesting to kind of go back and listen to that now and just see how we've kind of grown with the podcast. So we can definitely check that out. We, we, we definitely have that in, in the back catalog of, uh, reviews and show uh, different episodes that we've done. So, but yeah, nightmare beach is a great movie. John Saxon's such an asshole in that movie. And I fucking love it. It's just so good. But yeah, that's kind of all I've been really up to, but um, I did want to kind of t- touch on a couple things here with regards to stuff that's kind of been in the news. So we, we talked a couple weeks ago about how they moved saw back to being released in May so they, they had it originally set for May 21st for an opening. They moved it again, um, but they moved it up a couple of weeks to May 14th. So now it's actually come out a little bit sooner than um, it was put back to hit right before Memorial Day and whatnot. So so <clears throat> coming, about, uh, coming out just a, a little bit sooner. Um, so it's, it's coming up quick. I mean, we're about a month and a half away now from that movie being released. And so they're going straight uh, theatrical release, which I, I'm all for. It'll probably be the first movie I'll end up going back to see in the, in the theaters. Yeah, that's cool they're doing it that way, man. Mm-hmm. It surprised me so many people are doing the double dip, man. So. Yeah. I know, like, Warner Brothers is, is only doing it for this year, but uh, next year they're going back to strictly just theatrical releases. So they did announce that. Which, I mean, I, I I don't necessarily mind the idea of doing the theatrical and home releases at the same time, personally, but um, it helps keep theaters alive, so. Yeah, that's my only issue with this, is how it's hurting the theaters. I mean, they were hurting, hurting anyways. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Was, so. This was the studios. You know, everybody's hurting, so everybody's doing what they can to try to survive, so unfortunately, other people get pinched out. Yep. So Warner Brothers is like, well, we got to cut costs. And unfortunately, that's what I'm happening. So. Right, shit rolls down in. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that that's some halfway decent news um, coming out for for Spiral, uh, being a month and a half away now. It's 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 exciting to think about that. Something to look forward to to go to the movies for instead of all these old movies that they've been doing just to kind of keep theaters afloat, basically. So, um, I'm super pumped for that. Now, in some not-so-great news, uh, originally, Back for Blood, the spiritual successor to Left for Dead, was supposed to be coming out in June. That was pushed back to October 12th of this year, so that got moved back a few months, so that's a little sad, but uh, it's due to be out just in time for Halloween, so, I mean, that that's just so, still at least something, but it's just kind of a bummer they pushed it back, so. Yeah, it sucks to have to wait. It'll be coming out at a good time, though, so. 
Yeah. I'm sure we'll have fun with it then. Exactly. <laughs> Especially as things are opening up around that time. I mean, it's going to be a great... I, I'm predicting it's going to be a great Halloween just because all the movies that are coming out and then you got this coming out and maybe even possible, possibly the Evil Dead game. I, I don't remember if they had a release date for that or not yet, but um, nevertheless, I mean, they've got a lot of stuff going on coming October time frame, so... It'll be interesting to see how things play out this year. So um, I'm still pumped for Back for Blood. Uh, if, if they're pushing it back to work on it, that's great. I'd rather them ha- release a polished game than a piece of turd that they have to constantly fix every day, you know, or so. <laughs> yeah. Like Friday the 13th, the game, where they constantly releasing fixes and just because it was so game-breaking in the beginning. So I'd rather them rather them have a smooth release for the most part, and and get things right the first time around. So, I'm all for to give these people time to do things. And like, we live in a time where we immediately know the information when they start on stuff, and then everybody's like, "I want it, I want it, I want it." It's like, mm-hmm. you know how long some of the games that we were playing when we young took to develop. So, yeah, gotta calm down. Exactly. <laughs> we'll get to play, guys. <laughs> and then uh, the last thing I just kind of had that I wanted to touch on was. Uh, some favorites from when I was younger uh, are being brought to Paramount Plus. So it's it's almost enough to make me want to get a subscription or at least a like a trial. But they're bringing Ah Real Monsters and Are You Afraid of the Dark to Paramount's uh, Paramount Plus. So, yeah, just so you know, they're already on there, buddy. They are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I was searching through it and found them on there. Okay. There, so. Well, there you go. If you've got Paramount Plus, it's already on there. <laughs> so, um, it's I I've been kind of on the fence about Paramount Plus. I've got so many streaming services right now; it's not even funny. And honestly, my favorite's HBO Max, and I still use Netflix quite a bit and Shutter. Uh, some of the other ones I've just haven't really used. Yeah, I, I mean, the, I agree. There's so many. I wouldn't have. I could honest. I could have it because I had CBS from my mom because she mm-hmm. watches stuff on there yep so it rolled into that and because i got a few extra things i've been searching around that's really where it's at is some of the nickelodeon content they got the old ren and stimpy stuff there too that would be another thing i'd love uh, yeah. to revisit <laughs> there's a couple other things too. i can't remember them off the top of my head but are you afraid of the dark and they got the new and the old stuff so okay so they got the new ones too okay yeah very cool because i mean I've, I've got the i've got the collection of like um, Are You Afraid of the Dark through Voodoo? So I've got like all the seasons and all the episodes that way. But uh, specifically for Awe Real Monsters, because I loved that cartoon when I was younger. Even though I was starting to get a little older at the time when yeah. that was out, I, I still loved it just because it was kind of the, had that kind of horror theme going on with it and, and whatnot. So, but yeah, they uh, got most of their classic content on there outside of you can't do that on television. Right. Which I think maybe they can't do. I don't know. Because <laughs> I looked up a few episodes of that for nostalgia's sake and was like, maybe this is why it's not on there. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a fun show, but it's definitely outgrown. You know, times have outgrown it. So. <laughs> yeah. Some things just don't age well for one reason or another. That's where slime comes from, though, man. So. Yep. <laughs> God, it's, been, it's been so long since I've seen that. Jesus. Yeah, it was great watching it, man. I was like, that was a good sketch comedy show, actually, man. Like, mm-hmm. I was surprised. Good lord. 
I feel old. <laughs> it is what it say is. Water or I don't know, man. He's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid standing there wishing he'd rather get shot than go to class. But <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> and barf the chef. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, there are. There's a bunch of it on YouTube. So. Okay, I'll have to take a look and and revisit that because it's been a long time, definitely. But uh, with that being said, is was there anything that you wanted to cover before we start? Uh, um, actually, yeah, I just wanted to. Um, <clears throat> it's just a couple of Blu-ray notes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> one's it's been known about for a while now, but I don't think we've ever mentioned it on here. Was um. The 1976 King Kong coming out May 11th by Shot Factory. It looks like a really great release, man. Like a lot of special features. That's the one with Jeff Bridges, and I think it's um Kathleen Turner. Okay. <clears throat> and also, Explorers is getting its first Blu-ray release. That's with um Ethan Hawke and River Phoenix in their film debut, and that's also a Shot <clears throat> Factory coming out on May 25th. So. Okay. That's definitely worth a pre-order if you're into that one. So kind of an overlooked 80s flick that's decent, I think. So, right, right. Yeah, it came out when Back to the Future and a couple others were really big, so but it's a fun, you know, family kids type flick. Okay. Very cool. Uh now that you mentioned that uh King Kong um, release from Shout. I, I do remember seeing something actually yesterday that uh, one of the special features is that they're also going to contain, I, I believe, the TV cut of it. So the extended TV cut uh, awesome. with it. So yeah. it's loaded, man. Yeah. So it looks like a great. I got it on pre order. Nice. Uh, I don't pre order a lot, but yeah. I like that movie. So. <laughs> yeah, with. Uh, Pre-ordering, because I, I, I was originally going to pre-order that King Kong release, but then, uh, sh- uh, not shout, but Vinegar Syndrome announced their six-string Samurai VSU release. I'm like, mm, I'm probably going to pre-order that first, and I'll get <laughs> King Kong later. So, but yeah, I mean, they seem to have a pretty good <laughs> release set up for uh, King Kong, that's for sure. But... Super excited for that. I think that's coming out, uh, was it early May, I believe? Yeah, May 11th. May 11th, okay. I think you mentioned that. I just missed it. So, all right. Very, very cool. Um, well, let's go ahead and let's get started and talk about this movie. Uh, once again, we are talking about 2010's The Crazies. Is this really happening? All right, so The Crazies was directed by Breck Eisner and was released on February 26, 2010. Uh, this had a pretty decent cast uh, uh, for it because he had Timothy Elephant, and, and he was in, uh, what was it? Uh, what was that show that he was a part of? Uh, Justified, I think is what it was. 
Yeah, I can't remember the whole time I was trying to play some man when I was watching the movie. Well, I mean, he's he's been in quite a bit of things because I mean, he was in Live Free or Die Hard um, yeah. as the main villain in that. He was he also had that show on Netflix, uh, uh, Santa Clarita Diet. That's the name of it with Drew Barrymore, which was a great show. That one got canceled. I was pissed off about that. I mean, the dude's a great actor. Yeah, and. Good. But then you also have uh, uh, Rada Mitchell, uh, Joe Anderson, and Danielle Pan- uh, God, I always fuck up her name. Panna Baker. Um, so once again, great cast. Uh, great direction with this movie, too, by Breck Eisner. Uh, this movie had a budget of about $20 million. The, the sad thing is it only made about $55 million. So after you figure the... $20 million budget plus whatever marketing costs, it really didn't make a whole lot of money. Um, which is sad because it's such a great remake, at, at least in my opinion. Um, to kind of, so to, to kind of move along here with, with regards to the movie, so just with a little bit of trivia, so each actor who was transformed into a quote-unquote crazy, um, they had to go through the whole makeup process because they had that whole look of like the under the skin with the veins kind of, turning colors and whatnot. So each actor that actually went through that, uh, went through a three hour process of makeup wow. for that. So it's, that's amazing. Cause it doesn't look like they did much, but obviously they did. Um, I, obviously with the more infected people that were like going batshit crazy, there was obviously a lot more done, but just the fact that every single actor went through that same kind of process and it took three hours is kind of amazing. Um, <laughs> Another just little tidbit, and I'm sure most horror fans are going to pick up this, or most fans of the original are going to pick up on this, but uh, Lynn Laurie, who was one of the co-stars in the original Crazy, had a cameo in this movie as uh, the woman that's riding uh, through the deserted town on her bicycle, all crazy. So, I mean, she does a great job with playing a crazy person because she did kind of the same thing in, in the original, too, when she went crazy in that one. Yeah, I liked how they did that. It was a nice little... It was a nice throwback. (laughs) For sure. She seemed like she was still giggling and crazy. Yep. (laughs) She does a great job of playing just a mentally unstable person. (laughs) That's just great. (laughs) And then uh, the last bit of uh, trivia I just wanted to bring up was the film Dr. Strangelove ends with the detonation of a nuclear weapon while the song We'll Meet Again is played. So... Um, kind of a little nod to that is this music begins with a Johnny Cash rendition of the same song, kind of foreshadowing the nuclear exp- uh, weapon at the end of the at the end of the movie to blow up the town, basically. So that's kind of a nice little call out with that. That's cool. That was actually one of my favorite things of, of the what would you say upgrade in this remake is the fact that you actually get to see them dispose of the town. Yes. <laughs> the other one ends so abruptly and you, like, you know, what's about to happen, but it's just like, okay, he's leaving. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I like this a lot, man. Like I bitched the last two weeks, but this one I can give some love. So yeah, I think it didn't probably do as well. Cause it's not as <clears throat> in the horror community, the crazies is well known, but outside of that, don't know. People don't know that that movie. So right. I mean, it wasn't something people were running to because they knew about it. Exactly. And and I know we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but uh, this one is definitely a great example of like a an upgrade 
almost in in the sense of um, it being better than the original because we we were talking earlier about how it, it's kind of a boring movie and it's very very slow moving and it's it's not to say that the original Romero version is bad by any means. I, I still like the original version. It's just it can be kind of boring to watch. It's, it's not one that I go back and watch a whole lot. But this one is, like, great, and it's got, like, a lot of intense and, like, really suspenseful moments. And it moves at a great pace, I think, with, with That's this. That's what I was saying. They pick up the pace, and um, the government interaction feels more realistic in this one. Like, I was watching it and thinking, damn, Contagion kind of had a realistic I was like, I almost feel like this is not to scare people, but a little bit more realistic than Contagion <laughs> or Contamination, whatever it was. But, you know. Contagion, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Like, which is scary to think and i was like crap that was the only thing i didn't like in the movie was when they were showing the little satellite imagery yeah that was kind of corny everything else in the movie was <laughs> yeah that was, that was definitely kind of corny <laughs> government's spying on you yeah. i love it which is cool they were always throwing that at us though yeah and definitely now nobody trusts the government <laughs> right <laughs> Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I I love that this movie takes place still just like the original in a, kind of a small town. It's just a small town in Iowa called um, Ogden Marsh. You've got, you know, just, I don't know, it, it's it's a small town probably with like maybe a couple thousand residents and whatnot. And obviously the, the water uh, gets contaminated by this plane crashing, this uh, military plane carrying this contagion. And so that happens and poisons the water, and then obviously people start getting sick and then going crazy because yeah, of it. Yeah, it's like a slow process because at first they just think the town drunk just, <laughs> which is comes back at them later, but they just think the town drunk is crazy and the sheriff had to kill him. Yeah. <clears throat> That's why at the beginning of this month, I was like, everybody thinks, you know, the small town life, which is, can be easy. I was like, certain jobs though, man, I was like, the sheriff, you would be the easiest job until one bad fucked up thing happens. Then it's got to be one of the hardest jobs ever. Because everybody knows everybody in those small yeah, towns. And everything and oh man, sometimes the anonymity in the city is probably a little bit more relaxed. Right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just starting with that. I mean, that was very like a tense moment in this because you got the dude. The, the town drunk basically coming onto the baseball field in the middle of a game where the whole town is at uh, with a shotgun. <laughs> He's like, they're trying to figure out what's going on and whatnot. And obviously the sheriff ends up killing him because he pulls a shotgun because he's been infected and he's gone nuts and whatnot. But we don't know that at this point. So that was kind of a really intense kind of opening, like first seeing this in, in action basically. And it it just ramps up from there. I mean, because then you got the uh, the dude that locks his wife and son in the closet <laughs> and sets the house thought, on fire. What a terrible mom, dude! Like she hears the noise and she's like, what's daddy doing out there? And she just leaves the kid behind in the house. Mm-hmm. It's like stay here and I'll go find out. It's like, and you fucked up, lady. Your kid's screwed. Like, <laughs> right? Should have took your kid and <laughs> told like. Don't come check on me. Just save the kid. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a pretty... I like how they kind of pause the sound for a second and let you hear them screaming as he was about to light the match. That was, that was impactful. Yeah. That was that was probably the one scene in this movie that, like, 
got my anxiety going, especially when they're in that closet and stuff. Well, even just in the beginning when she goes out to the barn to check on it and you got that combine going. And like, the, why are you standing in front of it? Right. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, lady? <laughs> but I, I do like that, that that whole scene was kind of a callback to the original because that's how the original started out was with the, the house on fire with the dude um, killing his family on the yeah. inside. So that was a nice callback to the original, um, I, I, I thought. Because um, definitely, because the, the original where, you know, most of the movie was slow, it definitely had that kind of impactful opening with the dude killing his, his family. Um but this one's kind of like it's it's kind of starts out as a slow burn, but it doesn't stay there long. I mean, it quickly ramps up very, very like high octane, like in with everything going on and whatnot. So I I, I kind of like that where it kind of starts out a little slow, but then just all of yeah. a sudden it just hits the you. Military shows up and it's shit from their own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're splitting families up, putting the sick in cages, basically. Yep. Oh, oh man, what would you do? You know, <laughs> I don't know. We're not all the sheriff with access to guns and cars. You know? Yep, <laughs> so, <laughs> crazy stuff, man. Yeah, because once the military shows up and they start getting all the residents, and obviously the ones that are measuring with a high temperature, they quarantine them and put everybody else elsewhere. But then that doesn't go over well. Cause then all the infected people end up going fucking nuts and just breaking out and just wreaking yeah. havoc. I think one of, yeah, one of the guys bust the fence open mm-hmm. his poor, his wife and this other girl are tied up in the damn hospital. I thought that was a really tense scene. Yeah. I thought it was kind of predictable cause you know, no way they were going to let that wife die. But I thought the girl was kind of going to get it. Oh, I, I thought for sure she was going to get it when I was watching it in the theater, you know, for the first time. Yeah, that that was probably the second most intense moment in in my opinion that just really got me going. Um, was that kind of rescue scene when Russell and and the sheriff uh, show up to save them? Because I I thought for sure that that um, chick was gonna <laughs> just eat it. Um, but that yeah, with the with the pitchfork and everything, and the dude just going by and just killing those other people, and just slowly getting towards them and that anxiety just kind of builds in that it's such a great scene and it's this is like a good example of like good horror where it doesn't necessarily always have to be jump scares it's like gets your anxiety going and gets you kind of on the yeah. edge of your seat if i can i, mean, I mentioned that too man the score and the music in this was excellent like mm-hmm. it went well with helping build the tension definitely definitely it's it's got a good mixture of everything with this movie because i mean you know, even though they don't really rely a whole lot on jump scares, they do still have some jump scares. And I, I honestly, with more horror nowadays, you almost kind of need it. Not necessarily need it, but it's almost kind of um, expected with horror nowadays. But it's nice that they don't rely on that, you know. It's nice that when you get that kind of tension building uh, with a lot of these scenes in this. Yeah, 100% agree. I think it's overused now, so... Mm-hmm. Because I mean, some of the younger audience maybe likes it, but it has its place. But it's you know, yeah. If that's all your movie is, then it's not a scary movie, right? <laughs> but yeah, it, it's great once they finally get um, David's wife out of there. I think her name was Judy in this. Uh, yes, Doctor Judy. Doctor Judy, and then uh, <laughs> Becca was the other character, her like assistant or something like that that we thought were was going to die. So they got 
them out of there. But then, you know, she doesn't last long because, you know, the whole car wash scene, she ends up fucking eating it. You know, so, so it's, yeah. it was almost like all for nod. I wanted to bring up that before that when they, um, she like an idiot, of course, you know, you got the classic young kid wants to find their boyfriend or girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you get to see the military just outright murder. I think they were going to murder his mom anyways, whether he ran out there or not. But. Yep. <laughs> and just see him torch him like that. But kudos to the military guy for at least being a human being. Like he didn't know where he was at. He's just following orders, but at least he freaking. Can you like they had to really go out on a limb and trust that guy? But right. I thought that was. Can you imagine having to deal with some shit like that? One of the few. That would have been me <laughs> if I was a military. That's why I never went in the military, man. Cause yeah, I wouldn't have been the best soldier. <laughs> Probably not. I wouldn't have been. Because <laughs> I'd have been like, nah, these people, man. I'm not, I'm I just question stuff too much. I wouldn't have done yeah, very well exactly. with that. I'm like, mm, I'm not going to do this. This doesn't seem right. <laughs> And also before the cars, two men like on their way when the right before they see the helicopter and end up dodging in there, how they all start to distrust each other. Oh yeah, <laughs> the girl starts coughing. They already think Russell's getting sick, anyways. Yep, which is something I want to talk more about in a minute. But yeah, <laughs> right. And then and then she's like looking at the husband, like, why is he? At? And I was like, nobody trusts anybody. It's just like when you cough when you're at Walmart now, everybody gets scared. And <laughs> yep. I think she might be one of the infected. So, yeah, but I thought that was cool, man. Like, and then, like you said, the car wash—that was pretty insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. But yeah, going back to Russell, I mean, he like slowly starts turning. Well, I always—I kind of take the—I lean towards the. Do we really know? Was he really infected, or was he just? I mean, I guess at the end they were kind of—they were trying to say that. I was like, because he had the nosebleed. I was like, but he just got punched in the fucking face. I was, like, was he changing or did he convince himself he was changing because he was stressed out and going through a fucked up situation? Well, I mean, you could also see it in his face because he was starting to get the kind of early signs of it with yeah. like the discoloration in his skin and all yeah. that too. So I was questioning it though, up and like right up until he was like walking up to him. And I thought the same thing. He kind of had that look. That yeah. Like he'd make him up. But up until then, I was like, and that might be fucking this guy over a little bit dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, was, I admit he was a little spinning out of control but he seemed there still you know what i mean yep <laughs> for sure because i mean at, at the point where they uh where um you you can kind of tell that he's turning and whatnot and he's kind of going nuts because they go back to the the sheriff's house and that's when that uh the lady and her son are there um <laughs> And that that fucking freaked me out with the first time I saw it. <laughs> like literally when when the old chick's fucking behind the door. I, I think yeah, it was behind the door when um they walk into the bedroom as they're gathering stuff to get ready to leave. I mean that fucking freaked me out. <laughs> and then you know, got the whole struggle there. But then Russell, of course, saves the day and you, you know, you're thinking that he's gonna end up like killing one of these main characters that we actually care about. Um, just because he's losing it, but no, he helps save the day there. And <clears throat> I like too how he's like, "Fuck you for doing this!" Right before they kill him, right? It didn't mean shit, but it meant something to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he got to feel good for a moment before he was dead. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that whole uh, and then when they're you know going on and whatnot after the, uh, Russell kills that one dude, uh, it was the scientist or the doctor or whatever. 
when they when he finally kind of just snaps a little bit. Yeah. And then he takes the the sheriff's guns and whatnot, and they keep walking. But then he ends up sacrificing himself because he doesn't want to fully, you know, turn and whatnot, which... You can understand. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So he sacrifices himself so um, Judy and David can get through without being shot, basically. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The, when it was the FBI truck is what it was. Yes. They, that was the thing. He was going to try to steal the truck. He fucks that up. But then they took his rifle, which I felt like escalated the whole situation between them. Yep. That's why he put him at gunpoint. <laughs> but, you know, everybody was, you know, survival mode is crazy like that. Oh, definitely. For sure. Yeah, it's... <laughs> and I, I couldn't even imagine being in a situation like that when you're in survival mode. But then also when you got somebody that's fucked up in the head because of this virus, you know, and that's just going to escalate things even more. I don't know. It would just be a complete tense situation no matter how you look at it, even if he wasn't infected. Because that distrust was already kind of building between David and, and Russell. So, yeah. <clears throat> but we kind of already talked about the ending but we'll, I, I still I thought the nuclear blast was cool man I'm not big on CG effects but that's like something when it's good and necessary I think yeah it's some massive event when it's impossible to create something like that in reality so. right because it's such a it was kind of such a bleak ending because right before that, you know, they found out that basically all the townspeople were just murdered by the the military. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. It's like they just they weren't there to save nothing, man. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're just they're completely like, there to we, eradicate we everything. Fucked up, and we gotta shut this shit down, right? So I mean, that was them just basically just cleaning up everything, just. Any kind of like trace of anybody having knowledge of this, I mean, they just fucking murdered everybody. <laughs> it was fun too. They're walking to the next town, and I thought they're just walking from where this huge blast came from, just walking to the city. Like, here we are, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but it happened. It was cool seeing them walk through the uh, desolate. It almost seemed like you know, like some apocalypse. Like, there's some city off in the desert. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but then you see the, you know, another great satellite imagery shot, which is the only one that's actually impactful because you realize they didn't get away. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're about to sh- shut down one of the biggest cities in in uh, Iowa here. Yeah. I mean. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The chemical whole satellite fire, thing. Chemical plant explosion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, man. I love this movie, though. I mean, I, I seriously do. I, other than, you know, that... Because, yeah, I, I kind of gripe a little bit about the satellite stuff, too, but it's such a good movie, I think. And it, they did such a good, great job with kind of atmosphere and just moving the story along, but having that action and the suspense and, you know, even the jump scares felt kind of at the right place, you know. Yeah, they got me with one. I can't remember which it was. I was like, damn, I know, it's rare I get gotten. <laughs> the one they and got me with was in the jail cell with the dude that they thought was dead, and then all of a sudden he just popped up and just reached through the bars. Yeah, that fucking scared the shit out of me. That's great. 
But yeah, I mean, overall, uh, this is probably, especially in, in like the last 10 to 15 years is probably one of my top favorite horror movies. Um, for this one, I'd probably, uh, give it a rating of four and a half out of five. It's, it's such a good movie and it's, it's so much better than the original. And and I do love the original. It's not my favorite Romero movie by any stretch of the means, but yeah, the, the remake is, is such a good movie. And it's such, it's so sad to see that it didn't make as much money at the box office as it probably should have. Cause it's, it's so good. Yeah, I think because of people's love for Romero too, it's an underappreciated remake. Yeah, unfortunately, even though Tom Savini's gets its credit. Oh yeah, just as, just as good as well. But yep, it's definitely one of the I'd say in the two thousands one of the better remakes because there's not a lot of good ones in my opinion. So <laughs> sure, definitely freaking I like this movie a lot, man. I had a lot of fun watching it last night. I hadn't watched it in a while, so four out of five. So I liked it a lot. Awesome. Sean P says, check it out. <laughs> I like it. Um, and we would love to know what you guys think as well. You can always reach out to us through our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at CLS Podcast. We do definitely appreciate you guys checking out this week's episode. And any final words as we leave tonight? Yes. I um, was hoping there'd be more people here for this. But <laughs> I'd like to take this time to announce my official running for the President of the United States of America 2024. I will be running on the newly formed but easily understood America ticket. (laughs) Our platform is common sense. My vice president will be Corey. My vice president running mate will be Corey Feldman to help with all this disgusting shit we already know is going on in the world. So, my secretary of health and human services will be Ron Jeremy. (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) My secretary of international affairs will be, even though, well, I was going to include Telnes, but it, I don't know if he'll be reliable enough. So the Secretary of International Affairs will be the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders because I feel like they can get a lot more things going overseas than any of these other people can. So Head of the FDA, Cheech Marin. <laughs> Secretary of Agriculture, Willie Nelson. And... Last but not least, and most important, because he stands for law and order, Secretary of Defense Chuck Norris. So. <laughs> <laughs> and please don't forget, folks, sticks and stones may break your bones, but names will never hurt you. I like it. And with that, we will see you guys next week. This episode of the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers.